0: Give it a hand for give a hand for the choir here. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Okay, so I know it's not um, it's not really what you would call a, a Christmas song, I guess, um, but I'm kind of trying to steal it for Christmas because I, I, I don't know because I love the song and also it kind of seems to fit. Um, it's written by, of course, Chris Martin, the guy from Coldplay, um, but he wrote it because he had just met this girl whose father had just died, and she was heartbroken, and he was, trying, um, he was trying to make it better. He was trying to be with her and help her to get it through, and he's kind of describing this experience in, in the song. Um, that's the, when you lose something um, that you cannot replace, what could be worse? That's, that's what he's writing about. And basically what he's saying is, he's kind of admitting, okay, this is how this is going to go down. Um, you're going to go through hell right now because you've lost something that you love. And I'm going to try to fix you, Um, which is what tells you that a guy had to write this song, not a girl, right? (laughs) Because this is what we do. Like he's saying, uh, you, you're, I, you're going through hell. I'm going to try to fix you, and it's not going to work. But I can't help myself because I am a male of the species, right? And this is what we try to do. We try to, to fix each other. Um, well, we try to fix you. Women, I've noticed, do not do this as much as men. Men. Um, in fact, I don't know, it's like 25 years my wife and I have been married, and she still has to go, like, she'll just, like, when we're talking, she'll just, like, touch me and go, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to be in it with me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that's a thing that I can do. It's very difficult for us as guys. We want to fix things because, you know, it's either that or feel our feelings, and who wants to, who wants to feel their feelings? So um, but it's very hard to just sit with people who are living, like, the worst moments of their life or who feel really stuck in the darkness. And um, when we're really struggling and when we're losing it, it's just somehow, um, it's just in us as human beings. Um, We want to pull close to one another. And at least roughly half of us try to fix things. And um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because there are just some things that, um, that can 't be fixed, but for some reason, the presence of the other um, it helps i don 't I, I don't know why, but for some reason well maybe maybe we can know why the presence of another person it helps us to believe that actually we 're not alone, and maybe there is some kind of light that is guiding us towards some destination that we might even describe. As, as home. And I think there is a reason for that. And I think that the reason gives us an insight into just what it means to be human, but also um, an insight into um, one of the truths about um, the Christmas story. And the, the, the reason or the truth that I'm talking about is that the difference between, like, I feel like I'm losing it and being overwhelmed by the the darkness, and it feels like the world is falling apart. The difference between that and, like, everything isn't fixed, but I'm somehow okay, and I'm somehow able to see that I do think there's some kind of light guiding me toward a hopeful place. The difference between those two things, um, this song reminds us, is almost always the presence of another person who's in it with us. And, and this song is talking about that. It's reminding us that there is something inside all of us that that somehow knows the only way to survive the unsurvivable is to band together. And the story that we tell in Christmas is in part um, that we're all in this together, and so we need to be there for each other. And that's a pretty good story, but it's it's not enough because I can't fix you, and you can't fix me, and we can't fix the world, clearly, because we are making a pretty good mess of things, it seems to me. But we have to try. We have to try, but it's, it's never enough. But that's really what's so beautiful about the Christmas story. It comes in at that point and does something really, truly stunning. Um, because this is a story about um, God's presence, Entering into our lives. Um, but entering into our lives in a very particular way. And to a very particular set of, of people. It's a story about a God who who comes in human weakness. I mean comes literally as as a a refugee child. That's how God shows up. In the world, God draws near to those who who struggle um, in all kinds of ways, who are like we talked about before, outcasts, often. And God came as an outcast. I'm going to have you throw that picture up. I want you to look at this. This is kind of a non-traditional picture of of um, the nativity scene usually it's you know a barn and there's already wise men or three kings there you know and like everybody's you know little lord jesus no crying he makes and it's very regal almost imperial um and and this is just a couple of immigrants you know that dad looks like he's a he's about to you know punch anybody who comes near that child right it's just this kind of picture of weakness i think this is closer I think this is closer to what it was really like than kind of the, the, I don't know, the Hallmark version that we often hear. That's the whole born in the stable part of the story. I mean, if you think about it, there's no character in this entire story that really has their act together. I mean, Mary and Joseph are in the middle of a scandalous pregnancy. They are far from home and family. They had to go there to pay their taxes, as we heard. There's just a, a couple of peasants who kind of limp into Bethlehem They're just looking for a place to lay their heads. But there's no room for them in the inn with the respectable people. That's kind of the role of the innkeeper, one of the respectable people who has no room for this. And so Christ would be born. God would become human in a a barn, in a stable, born to refugees. The only people who come around are a bunch of... um, Uh, shepherds which which is not is not a hallmark job this is like the truck drivers of the day this is a rough crowd but the angels came and sang to them they're like you can follow this star and they might have been the only people crazy enough to actually do it they're like okay we'll go and they go and they get to see the, the birth of what we have come to know as messiah god draws near to those who struggle That's the story we tell. And what the Christmas story really tells us is, actually, this is how the kingdom comes. That it's really just the ragamuffins who see God. The proud and the strong, the self-reliant. I mean, what do they need God for? They got plenty of resources. They don't have space for God to be born into their lives. They're a lot like the innkeeper. It's just the desperate it's the hurting, it's the lonely, it's just the people who ah, can't seem to get it all together, you know? It's when you lose something you can't replace. And it's the humble. I mean, a a big part of all the symbolism of the Christmas story is telling us that the kingdom of God is not for the put together. It's for the falling apart. It's not for the strong and the powerful, you guys. It's for the barely holding it together. And only people who are struggling and feel like they're just walking through darkness, they're the only ones who actually look up to see the light that's guiding us. And it's guiding us toward the stable, toward this presence, right? And that's that's the Christmas story. It tells us that the shape that God's presence usually takes in this world is that of vulnerable human beings who draw near to those who struggle. And coming here tonight and telling this story, it dares us all to believe that it could be us, that it could be you, that Christ can actually be born in all of us here tonight. And that if we all kind of, take that presence into our lives and then share that presence with each other, then then that's enough. Actually, not enough to fix things. It doesn't fix things. Like uh, my confidence that things are going to get fixed has taken a bit of a hit in the last three years. Anybody else? Like it doesn't fix things, but it, it what it does is it gives meaning and purpose to the struggle. And it allows us to live with a sense of hope, you know what I mean? That there actually is something guiding us, a light that's taking us somewhere. And there's just this awareness that we're not alone. I think God is in it with us, that God is really close inside me. And I see it most of the time because I see it in in you. And so before we get on to whatever's next in your Christmas Eve celebration, we're just going to take the next few moments and just be still and just marvel at the story of how God comes to us, not in perfection, but in flaws and in in mess and darkness. Not in strength, but as the most vulnerable thing you can imagine, a baby born far from home to refugee parents. And that a light has come into the darkness, and the light is guiding us. Somewhere, It's taking us somewhere. And that if we'll take it, the light into us, it will burn on in us. And, and if we let it, we can share it with one another. And so as we continue here this evening, um, just invite you best you can to kind of take a kind of contemplative contemplative pose or posture, just a posture of openness. And what we're going to do is we're going to, um, during the next song, we're going to darken down the room and um, blow out the candles, shut, out the, shut down the lights until really we're all sitting in total darkness. And then we're going to watch as um, kind of we, we light the Christ candle, this symbolic moment that's really the pinnacle of the Advent season for us. And then we're going to sit in silence for a minute and just look, just stare at the candle and just contemplate um, the moment that God took on human flesh and was born into the world. And then Justin's is going to sing a song for us. And then when that's over, still in the darkness, we're just going to take one little flame, that flame from the Christ candle, and begin to pass it around the room. And we'll take our time with this, like there's no rush. Um, Silent Night is a really long song. There's plenty of time. Um, just take, take the light on your candle and give it to one person next to you. And symbolically, we're just like to one person, and then they can give it to one person. And then slowly, that will fill the room. And it's this symbolic thing of the light coming into the darkness and then the light coming to rest in human beings and then human beings sharing it with other human beings. This is it. This is the, the crazy part of Christmas that we can't fix things, but God is here living in us and we can be that light to one another if we let the light in. Um, so that's, that's where we're headed and we invite you, um, just for a moment, if you would bow your heads and close your eyes for just a second. Maybe take a deep breath of air in your lungs and breathe out. Maybe think about letting down the guards you have around your heart, the worries of the day, of the week, of the night. And try to just take a posture of openness. Just go ahead and... Keep your seat, but feel free to sing along with us.